This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. This is Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. My name is Harp White. I'm editor-in-chief at the Charlotte Post. And today we have an FOTP, friend of the podcast, on for Sports Charlotte, and that is Johnson C. Smith football coach Maurice Flowers, who has a whole bunch of new things to talk about in terms of recruits, his new scheduling that has come out for 2024, and expectations for the season. There's all kinds of excitement that's building off of last year where the Golden Bulls were 7-4 and four and qualified for the Florida Beach Bowl, which was a very big deal on campus. So we're not going to tarry any longer. Here's that interview with Coach Maurice Flowers. I'm appreciative to you to take the time to talk to me today about all that's going on with uh, football over at Smith these days. You got your newest group of recruits in. They're all signed. You've got your schedule out, and there's plenty to talk about with that. So where do we start? start with the signing class and uh, because we have you know we have uh, 15 of them already on campus yeah and so that's uh you know and and i know you're going into your third season and that first group of people that you brought in you know they're now working on their junior year And, and so you have done all of this recruiting and you've got this veteran more veteran core that you know this is literally your team now because all of those people that you brought in from that first group they are still there and they're working on their third season uh so you still managed to bring in new people this year Uh, what what is the what is the end goal here in terms of you know I guess the, the recruiting has kind of has kind of slowed down a little bit in your third recruiting class as opposed to your first. Uh, is that a sign of you're okay with the development of that first class and now you don't need people to plug in and play immediately like you did that first season? Yes, sir. You're absolutely right with where we are in our total overall recruiting plan and what we call roster management and how we're building the roster. Um, you know, you, you go, you go with our first recruiting class. Or we, we signed 53 young men in our first recruiting class, and had 12 guys from the transfer portal. And that was, you know, that first year, Herb. You said, wow, we were two and seven. We started a lot of freshmen out of need. We had to. And so you look at that first year in defense. We started in the first couple of games. We had seven starters on defense that were freshmen, and then. Uh, on the offensive side, we had about three to four. And so uh, that, that was the first year. Now in year two, uh, we, we did not start any freshmen on either side of the football. And going into year three, uh, there, there won't be any freshmen to start. I, it would be very hard for a freshman to come in and start right now simply because of the, the depth and the experience. And that's what we call just the building of a program. And, and, and how we're managing the roster again first class 53 high school guys 12 from the portal the second class we signed 38 freshmen 
and had 12 from the portals. And this class, as of right now, Herb, we had 15 from the portal, and we signed 29, okay, high school kids, high school young men. So you can see that just because the roster, there's not room on the roster to go get another 50 uh, freshmen or even 38 freshmen. So that is just, uh, you know, being being what you said, satisfied with our recruiting. And at the same time, uh, part of recruiting is developing. And and with my high school background, that's what I, I, I lean on her. We said we were going to build this. We were to always recruit high school players. And, and they're going to all, we're not going to do like some places. They're going to, we're, they're going to uh, go get 30 and 40 out of the portal and build their team like that. We weren't going to do that. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that I'm at my alma mater and uh, I love Joseph C. Smith University. And so you, you can't appreciate the university if you're going to get guys that just a bunch of guys that have one year or even two. So that's, that's the biggest part of our recruiting plan, Herb. And I just want to thank my high school background. We have several coaches that have coached in high school on our staff. The main thing is you have to be willing to develop your athletes from January to July. And so that's where we feel like we've really tried to excel in the teaching of our athletes and just building them up through the offseason and feeling comfortable with who we recruited. Mm-hmm. And so because you don't expect – freshmen to break into the starting lineup this year. I guess the other side of that coin is you're looking at the transfers to compete for positions. And in yes. in the reporting that, that I've done uh, to this point, obviously the biggest name in that group of transfers is Quaveris Crouch, who uh, yes, played sir. at uh, Harding High, was a former North Carolina football player of the year. And... Um, is Smith's first five-star football recruit to ever suit up? Yeah, once he suits yes, up, uh, yes, talk a little bit. Talk a little bit about Quaveras and what he brings because he's he's going to face some changes from where he was previously as uh, as a player at Tennessee and Michigan State. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, I say he is a joy to coach. Uh, he just brings it every single day, Herb. Uh, you know, he's, he knows that he's coming into an environment where, you know, we, he can see that we practice what we preach as far as, you know, he's a guy that was, at one time, he was a number one recruit in the country. And here we are, Johnson C. Smith University, your hometown HBCU Division II school, and we're telling you, you have to come in and earn your right to play. And But he has embraced that. He has embraced coming in and starting at the bottom of the roster at the tailback position and getting ready to work his way. I I just love watching him go to work in the weight room each morning and how he attacks his process. And I'm looking forward to him just having a a good spring. I won't even jump to the season yet. I really uh, thought that he would – it would take longer to start seeing some of the rest come on. But as I watch him each day, the rust is coming off by the day. Uh, he's, he's impressive. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to him because he's making us a, a better group right now because our young men, you know, they, these guys work hard. And the last thing they want to do is have a young somebody come in and, and seem like they're going to work outwork them. So the competition has already started with, with the, not just the running back position, but within the, the team. Uh, with the offense, with the defense, 
And so watching his process, he, he just brings a lot. It's just his work ethic. Uh, a, a lot of guys that, you know, some sometimes you get a lot of talented athletes and their work ethic doesn't match the talent. They just lean on the talent. Well, he's someone I can say his work ethic matches his talent. Now, that's the, uh, the other thing, too, is, like I said, he played linebacker at Tennessee yeah. and Michigan State. And he's transitioning to to running back here at Smith. And you talk about putting him in a position now. I mean, you know, there's no doubt. He's he's a big dude. He's like 6'2", 230 or 2 whatever uh, at, at uh, whatever the scale says today. Um, how, does he, how does he change your offense uh, in, in terms of what you want to be able to do now? Well, Herb, I, you know, you, you, you've known us a long time, Herb. I mean, through high school, we, you know we want to throw the football, but, you know, you have to run to win. And what he does is he really is going to help create some mismatch problems uh, on the outside because you're going to want to have extra people in the box to deal with him in the run game. And that's going to create some one-on-one opportunities for our receiving core. And, Herb, what we definitely felt uh, as a coaching staff and as a team is that our receiving core – was one of the better receiving cores in the CIAA conference, uh, and we weren't able to get them on full display. You know, we had two guys that have been nominated CI, all CIAA, and Brevin Caldwell and Reggie Bryant. Uh, we had Tyreek Williams, who was a sophomore, who had a breakout season, and we had a guy, Jaden Locker, but he was injured early in the season. Uh, Tyler Schultz, who was a Lenore Ryan transfer. Uh, Dante Baker from Hickory High School. We, we have a, a, a bunch of good receivers, and we just, bottom line, we don't like they got enough touches. Uh, this, our running game is going to help our receivers get touches, and so we're, we're excited. Uh, we're excited. We look to get a little bit more balanced um, with our run pass. You know, I, I always want to be 60-40 pass to run uh, or 65-35 pass to run. That's just that's just who I am as an offensive coordinator. And we weren't able to be that. We were actually reversed. We were pretty much 65% run, 35% pass. And with the running game uh, getting ready to be where we, we anticipate it, uh, we, we look to go ahead and get our numbers back right as far as our run-pass ratio. And, and that's what we look for. That's what we're working towards right now. Now, you also, in order to make that work, you have to have a quarterback who can get the ball where it needs to be when it needs to be there. And you went out and signed a few transfers. Uh, is yeah. that a sign that you are looking to upgrade that position, or is that just to create some competition? I mean, because like you said, you, you, you bring in transfers to compete to yeah. start. transfer portal we go to the transfer portal they they're, they're not they don't have the same timeline as a as a true freshman does they're supposed to come in and compete to start now i mean the transfer portal is being used the way it is and by coaches and universities because those people have college experience and so if you have college experience you should be coming in there to compete to start and compete for big playing time and so and that's not just with our quarterback position. That's all of our guys we get out of the portal. So I'm very pleased with uh, the quarterbacks that we went to the portal to get. We got, uh, wow, there, there's some good ones. Uh, we, two of them happen to have played football here in Charlotte. And uh, Darius Ocean went to Huff High School, uh, South Paul. Uh, Darius Ocean uh, he started off at Western Kentucky and, and was a backup there. 
and then he went last year he was at Valdosta State. A very sharp quarterback, high football IQ, um, just tremendous pocket passer uh, that can run the football. Uh, and then the other quarterback that came in mid-year, that's Kanique Bonner-Stewart. Oh, wow, big dual-threat guy, played it up high school. Also started off at Temple, and then from Temple was at Rhode Island, and then had a semester at Fayetteville State. And so uh, those two right there, and then we have uh, Little John. I think Little John's come in for us. He's a quarterback out of Kings Mountain uh, High School. Had Kings Mountain on a good run two years ago through the playoffs. They went to the quarterfinals, I believe, or semifinals, and uh, he was at St. Augustine, and he transferred in. So those three, those are three transfers that we've brought in to battle. And plus, you know, we, you know, Tyrell Jackson came in with us from Fort Valley State, and he exhausted his eligibility and, you know, retired and because of concussion. And so, uh, you know, we had to get, we felt like we had to get some older quarterbacks. Because one thing for sure, there's difference in a, a veteran <laughs> at that quarterback position than when you have some young guys that are experiencing some things for the first time. And so we've been through some growing pains. I, and the best thing that can happen for our young quarterbacks is to learn from some older quarterbacks. And so we just want to, you know, we're going to keep the teaching and learning environment. And, you know, by, and we're doing that by bringing in some older quarterbacks. And to, even to that, you know, you have to have some folks up front. Uh, you've got yeah. some changes that are going on there. But, again, the transfer portal, you've got yeah. some guys out of there who will com- compete for starting spots. Talk a little bit about that as well. Yes. I, I, you know, last year this time we, we brought in Josh Beatty from Limestone, very good program, and we brought in Kyle Eastdale from in Maryland. And so – and both of those young men earned starting positions and started every game for us this season. And we're looking to do the exact same thing right now. We brought in three mid-year transfers, Anthony Dantzler, guard at a Lackawanna, at a Lackawanna Junior College. And we brought in, wow, my big guy, uh, Jamari Mason, a Myrtle Beach prep outstanding football player out of Carrollton, Georgia. And those two young men, they have the same type of ability that could, uh, you know, we lost two starters on the offensive line. You know, Sean Evans and Jamal Covington, and those guys are brought in to compete for those starting positions. So we look forward to the competition and, and getting those guys acclimated to uh, our offense and just our entire offseason program. Mm-hmm. And because you were already stacked at offense, I mean at, uh, at receiver, we won't go into that one too much because it looks like everybody except for Reggie Bryant is back in uh, is back in the fold. Uh, right. and- well, her, I'll tell you this, her, we we, because Reggie Bryant was such a key for us, and I, uh, and we we felt like uh, we had to do something immediately. And just because we have a we have a coach that was that was the athletic director and head coach at St. Aug, and we worked together at Fayetteville State, and that's Coach David Bowser. Uh, he's a Charlotte native, went to Charlotte Catholic High School, and but he coached uh, one of the top receivers in the conference. DeAndre Proctor, who's number 17 for St. Augustine and, you know, six foot three, 215 pounds and, you know, caught the four six for the NFL scouts two weeks ago. Uh, you know, he transferred in and he really, we, you know, he's got one year. We did not, you know, we didn't really want to bring a lot of young one year guys in, but because we lost Reggie Bryant, uh, we saw a, a fit that was a plug and play guy. We had to go get him. And I tell you, he's been a, He's been what we've expected. Fine young man, uh, works hard, and I'm looking for him. He really, 
reminds me a lot of the receiver we had at Fort Valley State named Shamar Bridges that was with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, DeAndre Proctor is he's an NFL prospect, and I tell you, he's I'm looking for him to have a big year with us. Okay, so he's your plug-and-play receiver. Okay, got that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, so then on defense, and I don't think anybody who saw you uh, put a team out on the field last year would disagree that that team got the 7-4 because of defense. <laughs> you know, sure. And so uh, you lost a couple of guys there, but how – how many people – is that a group that is still intact or how much recruiting did you have to do to improve what you can put on the field this year? Yes, sir. Herb, uh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that question. Uh, you know, our defense finished finished number one in Division two and finished the season. And, and we it's really something we're going to bring back nine starters back off of that defense. Uh, you know, the guys that led us, two inside linebackers, Jack Smith, uh, second team all CIAA, Purdue transfer, and then we have Benari Black from West Charlotte High School. You know, those guys will be rising seniors. They're, they're back. And the two that we lost, Charlotte natives, cornerback, Jacoby Clement, and then uh, our Sam Nickel, our Sam Backer, uh, Nickelback, Dirk Puritan, who's also uh, second team all CIAA punt returner. So we lose those two guys, and we really feel like uh, we've replaced them. Uh, you know, some, we, we got some competition there. With some, we went to the portal. Uh, one of the top cornerbacks in the CIAA with pass breakups and interceptions, uh, Tyquarion Hines out of St. Augustine. And he's he's on campus. He came in in January. And we've got a young man that, that came to us from University of West Georgia. Um, and then, boy, Nasir, Nasir Curry Sudler. And he he's very impressive. And we're, we're, those are guys that are going to compete for those two positions. So we did lose two key pieces, but we feel like we're we're right now going through the spring and going to you know have great competition for the people that that step on the field when we get out there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you've got all this stuff that's in place. So now I guess uh, between now and the start of spring drills, and uh, I guess that's next month. Or April. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. We'll start after spring break, uh, March nineteenth or something like that. I'm not even sure the day. I'm so much going day by day. Herb, I'm not winning. I'm not sure when our first day is, but I do know that uh, it'll be right after spring break is when we start practice number one. So but then, spring game will be uh, spring game will be Friday evening. We're going to do another under the lights like last year, uh, but it's going to be a Friday night under the lights on April twelfth is our spring game date. Okay, well, that's that's new stuff there that I didn't necessarily know. So I appreciate that as well. Uh, so what do you do now that you've got everybody who you've got your commitments from your high school yeah. folks, you've got your commitments from your mid-year transfers. Uh, what do you do in the meantime now? Is this strictly weight and uh, weight room uh, stuff and uh, video study? getting ready for spring ball, or do you have some other things that you need to do? Well, Herb, we, we, uh, the way that we set up our off-season program, is, well, we, we still go in the mornings with our lifting and conditioning and things like that, uh, getting our young men in shape and building building those bodies. And, and then in the afternoon, they, they'll have what's called player-led workouts, and we'll, they'll get out there. And it's just, you know, we, we, we have been saying for – for this most of this season, we were a, a old young team, meaning that we've got some 
some experience from some younger guys. And I tell you, it's, it's just great watching these guys that were 18-year-olds and now they've made the transition to where they're now some of the leaders of the team and they they can take their position groups out and they can get out there on that field and, and, and have some productive workouts. And so those are some of the things that we'll do as we start to build towards spring practices. And, you know, right now on campus, I mean, I, want, I think we're about 100 and, 108 guys on campus right now going through spring drills, Herb, and that's, uh, that's a high number. And so we look to bring in 100, 120 or 130 to training camp. And those guys that come to training camp, and those, those, those freshmen, uh, that'll be added to the group. You know, they'll be able to come in and start learning the systems. But we feel like what we have on campus right now is uh, a great start to the 24th season. So it sounds good. Now, as far as the schedule itself, uh, that came out a little while ago. And for the first time, you're going to be on national television. <laughs> you know, what is what is that all about? I tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's just a tremendous opportunity to be able to play, first off, Tuskegee University. And Tuskegee is one of the most storied universities for with their history and their tradition, and I'm taking sports out of it. This Tuskegee, all of the, just what they've done for the nation and for the world. Uh, it's just a tremendous honor to play them, okay? And then you add to what they've done on the athletic fields. I mean, they're one of the most storied championship programs that there is. Uh, and then their head coach, Aaron James, we worked together. Uh, when I was offensive coordinator at Miles College, we won a championship together uh, in 2015 where I was the offensive coordinator. He was the receivers coach. and uh, But Aaron James is a Tuskegee grad. He's coaching at his alumni and his alma mater the same way that I am. And so he, his time at Tuskegee, he was a starting quarterback. He won four. He was a four-time champion at Tuskegee. Uh, in the SIAC during his time. And then Coach James, uh, he's won a lot of championships as an assistant and as an offensive coordinator. He became the offensive coordinator when I left. Uh, I want to say Coach James probably has at least eight championships in the SIAC. As a player, there was four. And at Miles, I believe Miles during his time there, he won four there. So he's a winner. And uh, to have the opportunity to play Tuskegee on national TV in the Red Tails Classic uh, that honors the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, just a tremendous honor. Uh, it's going to be great exposure for our university, um, and it's going to be great exposure for our football program to, to have earned this opportunity uh, to go start the season off on national TV. I mean, we ended the season with a, with a big ball game and a bowl, and now we're going to start the season. Uh, with a very big ball game uh, and playing Tuskegee. And it's just, it's just uh, a, a, a great opportunity. I mean, it's just, I, I'm excited for our young men. And also, it'll be my second time in this particular game. We actually played in the first one uh, when I was the head coach of Fort Valley State. And so uh, we played, you know, we played the game at the Crampton Bowl, uh, a, a fantastic stadium. The Crampton Bowl also hosts one of the bowl games that's in uh, December. They host the bowl game. So it's a great stadium, a uh, great venue for football. And we, we won that game against Tuskegee 30 to 0 uh, while we were at Fort Valley State. And so uh, looking forward to a return trip 
but again, overall, her just a tremendous honor to play in this game. Yeah, I mean, and for folks who don't necessarily know, uh, Tuskegee is the winningest black college program wow. ever. I mean, more wins than Grambling, more wins than Jackson State, more wins than A and T. Tuskegee's at the top of the heap. So, wow. thank you for that, Herb. And it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, there's so many championships there. I, I I had the privilege to play at Tuskegee for a homecoming game uh, as the OC at Miles College, and I'll tell you that is probably the the best venue for a football game that I've ever witnessed uh, to be down in that stadium and the venue where, you know, they, there's so many tents going on. You really feel surrounded. Like you, you know, you're in enemy territory when you go as the visitor to play at Tuskegee and uh, very fortunate to come out of that game with the win. And that prepared us to the championship game uh, and winning that game. But I'll tell you what, that, that the play there and to really be playing against them, you know that you're playing tradition when you play Tuskegee and your mind better be right so our young men got a big test our first game of the season yeah and so that game is on September 1st uh and then uh six days later I mean that game is on a Sunday so it is a it's a Sunday it's a Sunday game for you uh so then the next week you go to Atlanta to play Morehouse uh you know and they've got a new coach in in Terrace Mathis who uh Played several years in the NFL, uh, most notably with the Falcons. So, yes. you know, that's two SIAC opponents as opposed to uh, what you have done in the past where you played either independents or from another league. Uh, was that intentional to try to get some SIAC games in? Yes, sir. Very intentional, uh, Herb, but to, to play um, another, wow, look at, look at, look at Morehouse University, just another school that has so much tradition uh, behind it. Uh, and so that was part of our plan is to is to have some more crossover games between the two Division Two HBCU conferences. And so, you know, that, that trip to Atlanta is a good trip for us. It's not too far. And, and really, it gives us a short week, like you said, Herb. But Herb, the reason that we take this game is because of what I spoke of earlier. We're, we're an experienced team now. And to play the schedule that we have right now and to, to play on a Labor Day Sunday and then to come back and have a short week to prepare for a Morehouse team is going to be their home opener. They're going to be fired up. you you got to be an experienced team to get ready to go in and, and deal with the things that you're dealing with there. Uh, from, from a big game to another big game on a short week. So we're really going to be leaning on the experience of our leaders on the football program to make sure that we're ready for these two very, very tough ball games to start our season. And then, of course, after the SIAC part of your schedule, it becomes an all-CIAA affair, and you've got some yeah. some new opponents this week, this year uh, in terms of uh, Virginia Union and Virginia State. Uh, yes. And so those are two of the top teams in the league last year. Uh, so, again, that's going to be a challenge, but now you've got an older team that – has seen big games now. Yes, and, and that's the key. Uh, we, we said when we first were hired at JCSU as part of our recruiting pitches that we're going to play in big ball games. And that's been, if you look at the two years we've been here, it's been building each year. And so now it just really picks up in year three. And to start off the way we are, that's a big game starting off with a classic against Tuskegee, uh, playing. Morehouse, uh, the tradition and just the 
uh, fanfare that comes with playing Morehouse uh, and then to play the defending CIAA champions at home. That'll be the Eddie McGurk Classic for us. That is going to be a very big ball game. Uh, they're defending champions. They have uh, what they have. Uh, you know, he finished the season at the top back in the in the CIAA, one of the top backs in the country, and Jada Byers. Uh, going to be a tremendous challenge for our defense. And they return a, a, a lot on offense and defense. And their defense, you know, our, Herb, our defense was finished the season as number one uh, in the country. Well, they finished number three in the country, uh, Virginia Union, on defense. So we, we know that we, we're going to have our hands full playing defending CIAA champions with Virginia Union. And, you know, the – and we just we, we just we have to have a great offseason, Herb. We have to uh, in preparation for that ball game. And then uh, you know after, after those guys, we've got to go to West Virginia to play Bluefield State. Uh, we're going to have the new head coach, and then we'll come back home to play the team that finished second behind Virginia Union in the Northern Division, and we have to play Virginia State, who was eight and two last year. And they had an outstanding season last year, and they've had an outstanding recruiting class. So uh, that's that's a tough. That's a tough first part of the schedule. Yeah, it's it's going to be grueling. And then yeah. the, the the back half, of course, is all the Southern Division, and and I would imagine you know Livingstone the last game of the season. And that's always. That's always a rock fight. I, I love going to the commemorative classic because it, there's no love lost between those for two sure. teams. And that's then for sure. uh, that's for sure, Herb. That's for sure. Hey, you gotta beat those blue bears. Uh, you have to, and uh, but that, you just that's that's a must win for us. Uh, we our first year in 22 lost in overtime, and one of the main things that we wanted to, to make sure just to know that our program was improving is that if you were an improving program, if you play a team and you bring back a lot of the same people and a team took you to overtime, well, if you've improved, well, the next year that game shouldn't be as close. And that pretty much went with our playing. I mean, tough ball game, uh, you know, nip and tuck at halftime, but, boy, we pulled away in the second half. So that's game 10 up there for the commemorative classic. It's going to be a big one. Um, and, you know, the schedule changes a little bit. I believe our St. Aug and Shaw game have been flipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we go to St. Aug. We go to St. Aug after Virginia State, and then we come home for homecoming against Shaw University. Uh, that's going to be a big game. Always is. I mean, hey, they, they beat us up there last year for their homecoming. Uh, that's a game we, we didn't want to lose that. We don't want to lose any games, but that's a game right there. We definitely felt like we didn't play up to our, our standard, and we look to right that ship when we get the opportunity. And then we'll have a chance to go to Winston-Salem after we play Shaw. And, you know, we, we had a chance to beat Winston. We beat Winston this past season. First time beating Winston-Salem State since 1996. And, Herb, now we get a chance to go to Winston. And I believe you let me know last year that uh, – JCSU has not beat Winston-Salem State in Winston since 1976. Mm-hmm. And so that's always a big game. Uh, and then we'll, we'll have Fayetteville State coming to our place for our senior day. And then, of course, we'll finish up with Week 10 uh, up there in Salisbury. Yeah, and the Fayetteville State game will, will be interesting because the Broncos have won the last six contested yeah. Southern Division titles. So, you know, that's the group that – no one's been able to knock off when it matters most. Hey, hey those Broncos, those Broncos, I just say, they, they're not going to give it to you. I'll tell you that. They're, you're going to have to earn it. Coach Richard Hayes does an outstanding job. You know, very, very, very 
glad and proud to say that uh, I've worked at Fayetteville State and we worked together and, and we were part of, you know, really the first three uh, Southern Division champions uh, there and then going to the championship game. Uh, I was the OC in 17 and 19. Uh, our defensive coordinator here at JCSU, Barry Tripp, he was part of 17, 18, and 19 uh, before we went to Fort Valley State. So um, I'm just excited to, to be able to, <laughs> hey, go nip and tuck with them. We played them two times uh, since in 22 and then in 23. And what I'll say to you is that both games, they've been one-score games. And so what we have to make sure we do is, with, is that we have to raise our level of play uh, in moments. What Fayetteville State showed last year beating us 14-7, to there were some key plays there where they played what we call championship moments and periods in a game where they showed that they've been there, done that before. And so we have to show that we learned from that and that we've gotten better in moments. And they, what they have done in six years, I mean, there's no doubt in it, no questioning it. They, are, they have been the top team in the Southern Division. And you're going to have to beat them to go to the CIAA championship game. Yeah, well... It, all, it it looks like it's going to shape up to be a very interesting year uh, with some firsts in there, and uh, yeah. who knows if there's a uh, if there's a changing of the guard in the South. Uh, Smith hasn't played for the CIAA championship since 1971, so you know not to throw that pressure out there, but there is that little fact. But uh, yeah. but I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Coach, and. Uh, uh, Congratulations on the work that's paying off for you. And I uh, would imagine that we will get together uh, during spring practice and uh, talk some more. Sounds good, Herb. Herb, thank you so much for your support. And thank you for following us, Golden Bulls. And we're just going to keep on just trying to, hey, we're looking for consistency and, and building the program. And, and wanna, we want to put back-to-back winning seasons together and uh, as we continue to build this championship culture, man. Thank you so much, Herb. So there you go. Johnson C. Smith football coach Maurice Flowers. Like I said, he's FOTP and he's got a lot of things going on as his Golden Bulls start preparation for the 2024 season and maybe make a run at the CIAA South Division and ultimately the title game. Sounds like he's pretty confident that uh, they'll be in the mix. So we'll see how that all turns out. In the meantime, thanks for listening to the podcast. And while you're at it, go over to our website, thecharlottepost.com, and sign up for our sports newsletter. comes out once a week. We're not going to take up a whole lot of time or space in your inbox. Sign up for the newsletter. We've got all kinds of different things that we're covering around Charlotte. It's a busy time of the year. It's always football season, so you can depend on that. The Hornets are doing big things these days. And we've got other sports, other schools, other teams that are doing all kinds of stuff. It's almost springtime. It feels like it. And there's just a lot of things going on. So hang with us. Check us out on the website, thecharlottepost.com. Like I said, sign up for the newsletter. Check us out on social media, X. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. For everybody at the Charlotte Post, my name is Herb White. Thanks for listening. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Network.com.